Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and good night, depending on where you are at. Thank you for joining me once again on my special education information. Today, our companion is Sterling, my African Grey. He's currently eating a meal, but I have no idea how long that will last before he starts to contribute to the conversations. So today, I want to talk about what it is you have to do to try and get a job and get yourself noticed by different businesses so that you can get hired and make some money. So your resume, your resume is hugely important. It really is the, it is the first thing that a business, a supervisor, or an HR department manager will see about you. And it represents you and everything you've ever done is on that resume or better be. So that resume gets your foot in the door. It introduces to the people who are looking at it who you are. So you want to keep to the facts and very important, you want it error free, no mistakes. If you're not sure about your spelling on it, give it to somebody to correct. If you're not sure about your grammar, give it to somebody who can correct it. If you're not sure about the way it looks, give it to somebody who can correct it. Dead serious about that because a lot of times if there are those kinds of errors on the resume, they'll just toss it because they figure if you can't even be careful with your resume, this very important document that you're giving them, you're not going to be careful with the stuff that they give you to do that's important for your job throughout your resume. And what it is is that you just had too many mistakes on it or not enough information about what you've done. So keep to the facts. Keep it error-free. Keep it grammar perfect. You will be rejected and you will be rejected more than once. You could be rejected 10, 20 times before your resume finally gets into the hands of somebody who really likes what it has to say. So don't be discouraged. Even professionals with my level of education can get rejected 20, 30, 40 times before somebody finally sees it and takes it in as, oh, this person, this person is perfect, we want this person. It's not personal to you, especially if it's just off the resume. They haven't met you yet. It's just business. It's just, oh, we already found somebody that we like better. Sometimes, like in government positions, they have to advertise outside of the business, but they already have someone in mind for the position that's on the inside. It's just a legal thing that they have to advertise outside, but you're not going to get that job because somebody else already is lined up for it. It's kind of a pain, but that's just the way it goes. Keep your resume organized when you're setting it up. You want to go from the most recent things you've done to the least recent things you've done. So anything you have, any club you've belonged to, anything you were like president of a club, secretary, even if you just were an attendee, if you were a Girl Scout at all, uh, if you were a part of just about any kind of group thing, put that on your resume if you're new to getting a job. Like you're just kind of fresh out of the world, out of high school or out of college. So I hope you were the type of person who volunteered to do 
things during those years of high school and college. And if not, get out there, find something that you can volunteer with and be involved with so you can put that on your resume and show that you're the type of person that likes to volunteer and be involved in the different kinds of things out there that you can volunteer with, like serving food to the poor or helping tutor someone through school or any number of things you can think of. There's there's somebody who's running a volunteer organization for it. and Just look for it. Hit the internet. You'll find all kinds of things. So you remember, you want to go from the most recent thing you've done to the least recent thing you've done. And if you have any particular skills, even if it seems like it's a skill that nobody would know about. So like for the people who have visual impairments, if you use a braille note efficiently, what you're going to do is down at the very bottom, you're going to put other skills and you're going to put in there braille note using JAWS, using uh, Microsoft Word efficiently, um, what else, uh, PowerPoint, things like that. They seem silly, but it shows that you're educated and that you might be helpful in being able to use those particular skills. So you want to put those down there. Any skill you have that seems that it could be useful in the job situation, put those in there. Okay, so let's say you have an awesome resume and you totally blow their minds off with it. And so you get a call and you go in and it's time for the interview. Interviews are nerve wracking. The interviews I've had have always consisted of at least three people. I don't know why, but it's always been three people and they kind of come at you, boom, 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 different questions about all kinds of things that you never expect. So you need to do your research, research the place, research who the company president is, why did the place get established, what do they do, what are their goals, what charities do they support, what other things, um, how long they've been in business. Set yourself up so that if they ask you any questions along those lines, you're able to answer them. And here's the tricky spot. They're going to ask you, do you have any questions for us? Come up with some and use the stuff you've learned by researching them to come up with those questions. Not too many, but come up with a few because they will ask them and they're going to want to see how much you know about their business that you can ask them questions. And don't make it be questions like, well, how much will I make? They don't want to hear that. Don't ask them questions like, how many vacation days? Or who will I be working under? Or will I have to buy my own uniform? Nothing like that. Don't stay away from those. Ask things, oh, what would be good questions for if you were out at a fast food restaurant? What kind of questions would you ask? It's a tricky one, but maybe what would be the average amount of hamburgers that get sold around Christmas time? I mean, you might not ask that, but for example, I worked at Barnes and Noble and we did a turnover of about $3,000 in a drawer in a single day during Christmas time. So I could ask something like, how much overtime is available during Christmas? That probably would be an okay question because overtime was awesome because you get time and a half. So maybe you could ask, is there opportunities to climb the ladder to become a supervisor? That would be a good question to ask. Things along those lines. 
don't get stuck on how much do I get paid, do I have to buy my uniform, things like that. Stay away. That's Those are red lights to supervisors. They don't want to hear that. Okay, so here's another thing. When you go into the interview, don't be wearing spaghetti straps and casual clothes, jeans. Stay away from that. Do not go into an interview dressed like that. You want casual business for your dressing. So slacks, a nice blouse, maybe even a sort of a sports jacket look over the top of that. If you're a girl with a guy, slacks. Maybe a small, very light tie and a sports shirt and a sports jacket. You don't want to overdress, but you don't want to underdress. That's really tricky. If you can kind of go in ahead of time, depending on the business, and sort of look around and see what people are wearing, and then copy that style when you go in, maybe a little bit higher level than them, and then that comes across really well. It comes across that you're a professional and that you care about what the interview, you care about the interview and you care about getting that job. And this goes for just about any kind of job that you're applying for, whether it's an internship somewhere that you're waiting to get, you know, you're at school and you, and you need an internship for your degree. And maybe for a job just out of school and you're looking forward to working for, I don't know, Amazon or Google or any of the big name places, you want to make sure that you approach that and, oh my gosh, you're going to be so nervous and that's okay. Think of that nervous energy, those butterflies in your stomach that are twittering around and kind of making it hard to breathe. Think of that as energy and excitement. Don't think of that as anxiety. Think of it as just energy. And use that energy as part of driving yourself through that interview. But don't talk too fast. But just think of it as just, I can do this. Just put that in your head. I can do this. I can do this. And this is mine. And I'm going to get it. And nobody else is going to. Just be stellar. Be a star. You can do it. So speaking about when to talk and when not to, crickets are bad. You don't want to hear in the middle of an interview. That's bad. But you don't want to ramble either. And you don't want to jump in to fill all the empty spaces in the conversation because it shows you're anxious and you have a lot of anxiety about it. So you kind of have to read the room. You have to watch the managers. If they're just taking notes and they're not talking, then that's okay. You can wait a few minutes because they'll come back to you and ask you questions. But if they ask you a question and you just sit there and stare at them with wide eyes, then that's not good. You don't want that to be happening. So always be prepared to have just lots of material. Do your research before going in. I promise you it will make a huge difference. Another thing to do Bring in extra resumes. Always do that. Have a folder. Make sure you have five, six extra resumes in there because sometimes somebody forgets one or sometimes they're just wanting to check if you came prepared. So bring extra resumes with you. Always do that. You don't have to immediately pass them out. You just have a folder, put it in your bag or briefcase. And when at the end, you can say, oh, I have these resumes, or even if it's something where reports are written 
for the job, have a couple extra reports in there, which is what I did for one of my jobs or my job interviews is I had a copy of the different types of reports that required for the job and I left them behind so they could see the quality of work that I did with their permission. I left them behind. I didn't just leave them there. So those are some things to always keep on hand with you as well. There's a nice folder with reports that you may have written in the past and a couple extra resume pieces. Another thing, be early to the interview. Not so early that you're tripping on the person in front of you who's having the interview, but maybe five, ten minutes or so. Then that way they know you're there, they know you're punctual, but they know you're not anxious and you don't want to be late. So much better to be early. If you're too early, just sit out in the car and read your book or prepare yourself some more for the resume, for the, sorry, prepare yourself for the interview a little bit more, or listen to some relaxing music, listen to some mindfulness uh, guidance or meditation guidance, depending on your preference. Pray if that's your preferred thing to do, but do something and then go in five to ten minutes early. So yeah, you don't want to be there too early and you definitely don't want to be late. Late is bad. You can do that might help. It doesn't always help me too much, maybe a little bit. I, I'm not fond of this technique, but I know a lot of people are and a lot of people benefit from it. And that is to do role playing with somebody else. If the other person knows the job that you're going into really well, it's something that they also are involved in then the role-playing works much better. But have somebody role-play being the person that is somebody that is interviewing you. I know that I did a role-playing thing as part of my graduation for my master's degree with my professors. And because they were pretending to be the different roles of the people who I would run into during IEPs, it was easier than just going role-playing with people who were just friends and who had no idea what that situation would be like. So that was easier than doing it with, say, my friend down the street and my husband. It just, it's not the same. So if you can find somebody who you're comfortable doing role-playing with on the interview questions, go for it. It'll help you relax more. It's just not my particular thing, but I do recommend it if it is something that works for you. And combinations of all of these things, they do work. Out of the different jobs I've applied for, which hasn't needed to be too many, as my particular training is needed in a lot of different areas, but there has been twice now where by the time I got home from the interview, the phone was ringing and I was being offered the job after a second interview with the person on the phone. So that was pretty cool. And so I know these tricks do work. So I hope you will take them into mind as you explore and start into your upcoming career or continue into the career you're doing and moving on as you want to or staying where you're at. 
and maybe you'll be the person that will be doing the interviewing and then these are the things you should be looking for from somebody who wants to get a job from the place that you work. So that is that and I hope to talk to you guys again soon.